0: what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh.
1: Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith and I'm here with my co-host, my dad.
0: Hello, Meredith. How are you doing today?
1: I am doing great. I quite enjoyed last night's episode, so I'm excited to talk about it.
0: Well, I, you know, I was thinking about that because you always ask whether I enjoy the episodes. And you know, in the great scheme of life, I think the people that are listening to the show should not be watching this show because it's really bad for civilization in general. But as far as how the show rated versus other Bachelor shows, yeah, I thought last night's episode was a pretty good episode.
1: Yeah, there was a limited like sadness. I I enjoyed the group date. Um, we we cut out a lot of the fat last night, and Katie's ready to find her man.
0: Well, as I was saying before, I, th- I it felt like it was moving day, and Katie was making some decisions to to move this thing forward. And as you said, cut out the fat, get rid of some of the guys that really didn't. Uh, she didn't have a connection with. Although, the, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about it. There are a couple that I'm, I'm scratching my head about of why they're still there. And I'm not sure they'll be there much longer, but we can, we can talk about that as we uh, go through our conversation.
1: Okay. So with that, let's start with some highs. What were your highs of the episode?
0: Well, I'm sort of a guilty sort of pleasure. I must say that there were lots of names for masturbation that I was not familiar with that I learned during the show last night because uh, of young Katie's edict that the men refrain from that for I don't know how long.
1: I think a week,
0: but uh, I think a week. Uh, so, downtown Lester Brown getting jiggy with it. Low five solo hockey, warming up the hot dog. I was I was not familiar with these terms, and uh, it was educational for me as far as that went. And 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 the whole uh, Katie suggestion that the men uh, not uh, do that uh, seemed to create some distress among them.
1: I I put this situation as a low. I. Was I felt very confused that Katie was asking the men not to perform, you know, their quote-unquote self-care for a week. I feel like it came out of left field and I didn't understand what was happening. You know, the episode just throws us into this and I'm thinking, where did this come from? I'm truly confused. What's the point of this? Is it supposed to be some big funny joke? It just, it felt a little weird to me. I know Katie's all about sex positivity, but it I feel it. It seemed odd to me.
0: Well, I found it amusing. Uh, so uh, you know, if these gentlemen are putting themselves out there in this uncomfortable, awkward, crazy situation, let it get more uncomfortable and awkward. There you go.
1: It. Was, I mean, it was definitely amusing to me as well. I just, I was surprised. One that it was happening, and two, that ABC was airing it. It seemed like something that was a little past the line of what they typically air, considering Fantasy Suite week. We just get a door closing with the lights turning off, and now they're talking about downtown Mr. Brown and how no one can do it for the week, but how Blake likes to take really long, hot showers, and and after Blake snuck away to see Katie, he was talking about how he was ready for his happy ending, it was just—I was surprised that we went that far.
0: I, I think you give ABC way too much credit. I think the fact that they air this silly show—you uh, um, know, basically, I'm going to say everything goes, but uh, just about everything or anything goes. So uh, you know, don't 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 flatter ABC too much.
1: You obviously have not watched Love Island because anything goes on Love Island and not on The Bachelor.
0: Well, I yeah, I, I didn't know when the right time to bring this up, but you know, in, another step toward the end of end of civil, civilization seems to be incurring on HBO, where there I, I sent you something that I stumbled across, where they're having a show called F Boys, where F Boy
1: Island, they've got
0: some sort of islands, F Boy Island, where there are like two dozen handsome muscular men half there for the right reason and half there, I guess not for the right reason. And is, is F boy a new term as well that the, uh, my generation is not familiar with, or is that something that the HBO marketing department came up with?
1: No, 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 I get, well, for normal people that aren't on a cable TV show, you call them fuck boys. But so that's a well-known. Okay. Term.
0: Well, all right. Well, you're, you're going to make our producer Moose work today, but uh, go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I I don't think that we're going to be recapping F Boy Island, but uh, I'm not opposed to watching it.
0: Well, I don't think we'll be podcasting about that. So anyway, I I, I digress. I apologize. What sort of uh, highlights did you pick up during the show?
1: Um, I thought that the Great Royal Debate of the group date had a lot of potential. I enjoy a good roast. I was at first thinking that the men were going to be dressing up as drag queens, which I was a bit more excited about. So I was like, poor Greg is just gonna, he's just going to lose his mind. Like, but Michael, A. seemed very into the drag queens and Blake was confused whether or not he was supposed to be checking them out. Um, But I, I love a good roast. I have a very sarcastic sense of, or, sense of humor Um, but I felt like for the most part this roast fell short however I did enjoy all the guys ganging up on Hunter you know one of them that said I know you're a leprechaun and Katie has a heart of gold but you can't add it to your pot and you know calling him out for having a top four list which if we would like to talk about Hunter thinks that the top four includes himself Connor and Greg. He didn't name a fourth person, and uh, two out of his three top four did get sent home this week. So he really doesn't have a good grasp on what's going on.
0: Well, I I, I didn't really have strong feelings about the group date roast. I, I guess I would just observe that the folks that, uh, the gentlemen that seemed to go after Hunter, I think for the most part, they all went home. I don't yes. know if, if, if anybody who Who attacked Hunter is still there. So, you know, there, there might be a, there might be a lesson out there for you of, of, uh, of holding your tongue and, and focusing on Kate, Katie, and not focusing on the other guys.
1: Yeah, it was not a good ending for the union last night. That's for sure.
0: Well, but I think it's I think the union has finally been broken because I think uh, all the members have been sent home, or at least all the leaders of the union have been sent
1: home. Yes, the union has definitely been disbanded. I think that with only seven guys left going into next week, we are. Uh, this should be in our rearview mirror. Oh, <laughs> another high for me is that we got to have another um, lesser-known singer during Justin's one-on-one date, named Max. No idea who he is, but I thought the song was, was quite nice. And I I do enjoy Justin looking at him. I've commented on his facial expressions before, particularly his eyebrows. Big Justin fan over here. And he's the only remaining member of my top four.
0: Well, I I, I guess I had a little bit of... I, I thought that Max was also a good singer, but I don't think that this individual, Max has gotten to the point where he deserves a one name moniker. You know, this is not Madonna. This is not LeBron. This is Max. I don't know who Max is. I think, I think Max is going to have to work on his brand before he goes out and calls himself Max. And and for the record, my all time favorite pet was a cat named Max, who was, was quite the impressive beast so I'm 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 a little protective of that name as well. So I, I was not a fan of the singer named Max and the way he is branding himself. He needs to work on that a bit.
1: Well, I was going to say I don't really know any humans named Max, so it's not like he has much competition there. Um, but for it's definitely more of a pet name that I think of.
0: Well, well, another highlight that I had was. I must say, I enjoyed Franco, the flamboyant photographer, and the very interesting and entertaining outfit he was wearing, you know, some sort of, I don't know, moo-moo. I don't understand totally what it was, but it seemed to work for him, incredibly colorful. And, uh, you know, he was – the way he was talking up uh, to Justin to help him – come up with something to write encouraging him to, him to come up with something unique and iconic i thought he was giving justin some pretty good advice uh, for for coming up with uh, words for katie
1: i feel like we've seen franco on multiple seasons now and every time he's always a high of yours. you always enjoy seeing him i'm always um not so impressed with the outcome of his photography skills i don't know if those are the actual pictures yeah, he takes that they like clip on show us, but it it looks like a, my five or six year old cousin stole my iPhone and started taking pictures of a bunch of crap, and I have a hundred of those pictures on my camera roll now.
0: I don't I don't particularly you know these days everyone's got a, a camera phone, and everyone thinks they're a photographer, so I'm not even really looking at that. I just think he he brings. He, he, he makes me smile when he comes on the show, so so I, I find him to be a highlight.
1: Okay. Well, speaking of men that make me smile, um, Jason Tardick was back on our screens last night. Um, for those of you who don't know, this is you, Dad. He is Caitlin Bristow, our co-host, new fiancé, and he is the epitome of a businessman Bo, He is so freaking hot. He has a great voice. And he is a finance man. He knows his money, and he's just great.
0: I, I will take your word for all of this. I mean, I, I guess I, I scratch my head a bit to think of any serious businessman uh, getting tangled into this, uh, uh, in, into this show and franchise. So uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I mean, he's he seemed like a very nice guy. The double date that they had with. Connor and Katie, that everyone seemed to be very comfortable. Um, yeah, So so he, he seemed to be a nice guy, he seems like a handsome guy. So, uh, okay, what, whatever, that's fine. Good no, he,
1: he is a money guy. He has a new podcast called, I just looked it up, Trading Secrets. I did listen to one episode and he brings people on to talk about their careers and like asking the taboo questions about money. He did a podcast with Dean, who you don't know from Bachelor Nation, talking about how much money they're offered when they get offered Bachelor in Paradise or Bachelor stuff is very interesting. I'm a big Jason fan. I did love seeing okay. him on the double date with Katie and Connor. Um, and I will say, I think that Jason being just so amazing made Connor look pretty lame, uh, especially like in the yard game. I Just like, I don't know. It's like you're sitting there with Jason and Connor and it's like, who are you going to pick? Obviously, Jason.
0: Yeah, that I, you know, Connor is not, um, I think his strengths are more in his on his creative side. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, one of my lowlights was Connor's uh, volleyball game. It looked like perhaps he had not played volleyball before. Uh, you know, he seemed pretty inept at it uh, and closer to hurting himself than, than actually getting the ball back over the net.
1: I also put that as a low. I felt like secondhand embarrassment watching him try to play volleyball. Like Katie, Katie should have sent him home right there. Like he's not a good teammate. He's not very sporty. He's not going to do well at family picnics and barbecues in the lawn game area. You know, he's just going to embarrass her. And I think Katie needs like a sporty coordinated guy. I think we all do. Okay,
0: well, I I, see. I didn't realize that that was a criteria that you were using in evaluating men to figure out how they might do in in uh, family picnic and athletic events. You know, that's that's interesting. I'm 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 pondering that as you say that. So uh, uh, good to know that that comes into the criteria. I guess I don't know. You know, Connor's got some other attributes. He he plays musical instruments. He he writes mediocre songs and things he seems very creative he wears a cat suit you know so you know he's he's got other strengths that he plays to volleyball and
1: and kissing. athletic
0: things kissing
1: are his them, weaknesses but, too yeah <laughs> uh
0: i yeah which is unfortunate
1: is <laughs> i feel like throughout the season i have noticed how bad of a kisser he is like it's just watching him and Katie kiss is pretty uncomfortable. So I don't think it was that surprising that that's kind of was the nail in his coffin, but it was really sad like watching the wheels turn in his head and him realizing, wow, like how bad of a kisser am I?
0: Well, I, and, and look, it's not like I'm watching the kissing that closely, but even I noticed throughout the season that he seemed to be a weird kisser. It seemed like he was trying to more like eat her face off or something. I, I, it just didn't seem like a very normal, comfortable, um, type kissing or from Katie's perspective, a uh, passionate type kissing. And as she said, the spark was never there on the physical end. And, and, um, at least, w- you know, kudos to Katie for the way she dealt with that in that, um, she 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 does have a relationship with connor they seem to be very much in the friend zone but they, they they seem very comfortable with one another you know and connor seems like a good guy a guy that you'd like to hang out with and and i'm glad that she gave him his walking papers privately and it didn't you know it didn't come up at the at the rose ceremony that she she took care of her business appropriately
1: um, it was it was very cute to see Connor go say goodbye to the boys and how emotional they got as well. Trey looked like he was about to lose it and and Michael A gave Connor a nice kiss on the cheek. Greg looked very upset. Obviously the guys think very highly of Connor.
0: I I agree. I agree. It was it was getting a little dusty at my house too. <laughs>
1: Well, I feel like we've already talked about a lot of lows, but I do have one more that I'd like to address. Um, The wedding one-on-one date needs to be retired. It is so uncomfortable. This is Katie and Justin's first date. Like, we don't even really know if they have that much chemistry. I was thinking maybe Justin was going to get sent home on this one-on-one and the They were just the producers were trying to make him and Katie feel uncomfortable and set him up for failure. Like no one wants a wedding themed date as their first date with someone. It's just you're asking for it to crash and burn, in my opinion. So I, I, I was pleasantly surprised with how it went, but I think it definitely had a higher chance of failing. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit TheJacksonCreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Well,
0: I, I also, I, I had it as a low. Actually, I had Justin as a low in that, to me, he just seems so robotic, you know, he was like Mr. Roboto up there. He he, he was obviously very nervous, and uh, you know, I, I guess that's understandable. But I, to me, he just he just showed no emotion, and and Katie was saying, "Oh, we have such a great bond." And I was scratching my head, saying, "Do you? I don't really know if I see it." You know, I I I sort of came to the conclusion that uh, um, she's making decisions. I don't want to say on physical attributes, but just more, there must be some sort of physical chemistry there that she has with Justin that obviously she didn't have with Connor that uh, made her want to keep uh, Justin around. So I, I was a little surprised that uh, Justin is still in the game at this point in time, but uh, uh, so, so I, I I guess I saw that date as a low light as well.
1: Well, in Justin's defense, he could, he was probably a bit robotic just because of how uncomfortable a wedding date is for one-on-one, you know, writing vows. And this is his first real alone time with Katie. And it's like, are you supposed to just be faking your vows? Because you're like talking about love and all of this stuff. And obviously they're not in love with each other. So it's just, it's a weird situation. I, I did, you know, think that maybe Justin was going to get sent home, but then thinking about it. If we, we are going to we have a lot of fat left still during this episode that I said we need to cut out. And if Katie's thinking, OK, I need to have seven or eight guys by the end of the week, like I'm going to keep a Justin before I'm going to keep a Trey or a Hunter or a James, like any of those guys that get, did get sent home because she does have a better connection with Justin doesn't mean he's top four material, but it does mean he's. He's coming before the union of men.
0: Uh, I, I she may well be thinking about that. I guess I just didn't pick up the connection that uh, Katie and Justin had. But you know, I'm not sure we see everything uh, on the TV show, so there can be some other things going on there as well. So now you you didn't mention in your lowlights uh, anything about Hunter, and maybe you're saving that for something else, but. Um, you know, I don't know where to put it, but, uh, you know, it it seemed to me that, uh, at some, uh, at one point Hunter made Katie physically ill and she had to go throw up. So I don't know if that's a low light. I don't know if that's a highlight. I don't know if that's a wrong reason, but there's something going on there.
1: I, I'm not sure if it was Hunter specifically that made Katie puke. I think it was probably just the anxiety of once again, these same men coming to her being like, oh, this guy's not here for the reasons you think he is. And she's just like, this is like, oh, the third or fourth time this is happening. Like she has a lot of anxiety about it. And I think it was more the anxiety that made her sick. But it is amusing to think that maybe it was Hunter that made her ill. I'm not, I'm I'm very over Hunter and I'm really not that interested in talking about him. Much more.
0: Okay. Well, then let's let's move along. And uh, what do you got next?
1: Um, next, I have Greg Lights, if you're ready for those. Um, we got to see... <laughs> speaking of not wanting to talk about Hunter, I'm going to talk about Hunter some more. We got to see Greg and Hunter have a conversation about Hunter's top four list. And obviously, anyone with a brain knows that Greg's in it and Hunter is not. But Hunter thinks he is. And Greg, you know, the smarty pants that he is, is like, oh, you know, I think Hunter's kind of calculated. Um, I might try and avoid uh, talking to him anymore and keep my nose in my own business, which I was, I was, you know, I think that's showing that Greg is pretty serious about Katie, that he has said multiple times, like, I don't want to be part of this drama. I'm just focusing on my relationship with Katie. And then during the roast group date, Instead of roasting anyone, he writes a sweet poem. That was it was very adorable, very cute, and then it was also really cute watching him get embarrassed about it afterwards.
0: Yeah, the the, the drag queens were not having it. They were looking for a little bit more uh, red meat uh, from these guys. But uh, he, you know, and he he doesn't seem to totally know where he stands with with Katie, and in, in that, you know, he. Yeah, I, I worry about him. He, he looks like he might have a breakdown at some point in time as well, and that he he just he seems to be incredibly into her, and and she's got a, five other guys around in addition to him. So it sounds like it's 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 going to be tough for him. We'll we'll see how he handles things.
1: He seemed like he was spiraling much more last episode than this episode, so maybe he's starting to reel it back in, which is good. I think he he needs to do that if he's going to stick around through the end. Do you have any other highlights, low lights, Greg lights you want to talk about?
0: No, no, let's no, you I think you I think you've got it covered. Let's move along.
1: Okay. So right reason. I'm giving this to Katie. I this may be controversial because I think that some people might have liked Connor a lot, but I think it was very strong of Katie to send him home during the one-on-one date. Um I think that this has happened to a lot of women, but it's hard to say goodbye to like a very genuine, sweet guy like Connor, but you just don't have a spark with him and that something's missing and you feel really guilty about it. And it it just sucks in general, you know, that he, you have like this checklist of all the things you want from a guy and he marks off all the boxes, but then that passion just isn't there. And you, you kind of just feel like a bitch about it. Because you're like, oh, he's everything I ever wanted in a guy, but it's not enough. And I think you could tell that Katie was pretty upset about it. And so I, I was impressed that she was able to do that. I didn't see that coming during the date. And I was also happy that she cut the fat out from during the rose ceremony, got rid of four men, which was all of our union leaders of Aaron James and Trey and their latest victim Hunter. So good, good job, Katie.
0: Yeah. I, I wonder if they, do they get separate limos on the way out or they they get to sit together? Cause I, I don't think I'd want to be sitting with Hunter on the way out. He was ready to throw down. I think.
1: Yeah. I think they get separate cars. Don't worry.
0: So uh, so for right reason, I've got, I've got, I've got two this week. My, my first one I'm giving to Blake and I and I decided on that before he showed back up at her window after uh, Connor left and she was so upset. She just seems more comfortable with Blake, at least to me, than than any of the others. And then, uh, you know, I, you know, he came up with the whole uh, uh, John Kuzak from the movie, say anything with the with the uh, jam box, with the, the music. Great guy or opportunist, I don't know, but uh he really seemed to to pick her up when she needed to be picked up. Have you seen the movie say anything?
1: no, I have not
0: okay well you you need to okay so uh a good good uh a movie that you would enjoy uh interesting father daughter relationship uh boyfriend girlfriend relationship anyway say anything john cruzak but uh so so number one, I'm giving it to Blake there and my other right reason was just the whole bro love respect thing for connor from the other guys i i felt that it was really genuine and and i i've not watched all these seasons but uh i i just can't recall seeing the other guys react that sort of way when someone left, it was, it was, I, I found it quite touching. They, they, they really seem to care about one another, I, you know, Hunter aside and some of the other guys have run off, but uh, you know, there's a core of guys in there that they, they, they really seem like nice guys that like one another. So it's, you know, bro love. There you go.
1: Yeah. I, I respect both of those choices. I, I think that they're, I agree. So, wrong reason, I gave to the union leaders of Aaron, James, and Trey, um, once again using their time with Katie during the group date to throw Hunter under the bus, especially right after Katie said that some of her relationships weren't ready for something like hometowns that are coming in the next few weeks and you really need to like step it up and use this time wisely and then all three of them still use their time to talk shit about Hunter and I think that these three guys know that they weren't hometown material, so they were just gonna try and drag people down with them. And I don't even like Hunter, but I was just starting to feel bad for him by the end of it. Like it, he, I don't really think that he ever did anything that terrible. He was just a bit too confident in himself, and the guys didn't like that. And and the union, I thought it was more the union that made K- Katie get physically ill just from having to keep continuously deal with them.
0: Okay. Well, I, I, I can, I can see that one. And I, and and the one, the one that I feel a little bad about was Trey. I I like Trey. He seemed like a good guy. Yeah. I I think he did go down that road of, of, you know, I'm, I'm the protector of Katie. So I've got to tell her about uh, these bad guys, you know, which you shouldn't do, but I I was a little sad to see Trey leave. I thought he was a good guy, but anyway, um, to me, wrong reason. Um, and again, I've I've got I've got two to to share with you today. Number one, I I just don't think she should have kept Justin around. I just I I felt that date was not a good date. I thought that uh, I, I just don't see a lot of connection between those two. I don't see a lot of emotion uh, from Justin, I, I guess to me, he seems like a, a handsome, muscular guy, which is fine, but I just don't see the, the other connection there. So so keeping Justin around, I thought was a wrong reason for Katie. And, and my other wrong reason is a little, I'm going off a little bit here, because you know, I'm I'm watching the show. I'm taping it. I I do sip on a little bit of bourbon as I drink it. So by the end of the show, I'm um, you know sometimes trying to figure out what I'm seeing. And the last few weeks, this celebrity dating game is coming on right after the show at 10 o'clock on ABC with Zoe Dachanel and Michael Bolton. And I'm I'm trying to figure out is this some sort of Saturday Night Live skit or is this a real show? I think it's a real show and they're telling me that Michael Bolton is a love connoisseur. Um, I you know I've only watched the first five minutes of it or, or so and and then I've got to go to bed but uh, what's happening here? What's going on?
1: You know these are we're coming out of a pandemic we we've, we've, we've run out of content, we've run out of ideas you know cut people some slack, okay.
0: Well, I think Zoe Deschanel. I, I don't want to say she's an A-list star, but she's a pretty. She, she's been in some good movies. She's had her own show. Now she's relegated to this with Michael Bolton. This to me, this is just sad.
1: Yeah, she's bad definitely, decision
0: by everyone. She's
1: definitely fallen far since New Girl.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so that that bugged me. Sorry. <laughs> Move along.
1: All right, back to the Bachelor, which this show is, our podcast is about. Um, my MVP of the week, I'm giving to Blake. I. White, like you said for um your right reasons i think that his connection with katie is very obvious i don't personally get it don't find blake attractive um but they definitely have the passion that she was missing with connor they like have some good witty banter going on like a lo- very flirty and the boom box outside your window and when, when katie's feeling down like every girl wants a guy to do that for her. And Blake is that guy for Katie. So he, he, he got two thumbs up in this episode and he, to me is definitely going to be in our top four.
0: No, I, I, I think that's a good choice. And, and uh, yeah, I I find him to, you know, he's, he's goofy, but uh, sort of in a cute sort of puppy dog sort of way, you know? So I, 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 I've been enjoying Blake. So the, I'm, I'm, I'm all in for the Blake experience. So, you know, and sort of going back to the, the ones that are left, and, and I think there are six left. Seven. I think we've got two Michaels. There are seven. Well, two Michaels, a Greg, a Blake, a Justin, a Brendan. And who's the seventh? Andrew. I had six.
1: Andrew. Oh,
0: you're right. Andrew. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah, i right, right. I think it's very obvious. I think it's very obvious who this top four is going to be, or more like who the three that are going to go home next week and not make it to hometowns. I think are going to be Mike P, Brendan, and Justin, because she doesn't really have a connection. I, I, I
0: Agree with you.
1: Yeah, she doesn't really have a connection with those three. So uh, to me, it seems very obvious who the top four is. However, I do feel like last week in like the big teaser trailer we did see michael a on facetime with his son and his son saying something along the lines of like daddy do you not want to see me anymore and i do think that michael a is going to self-eliminate that's my hot take
0: well i and and here's here's my perspective if I, i don't like to think like you know 30 year old women too often but if i'm katie um and I have a hometown with Michael A. and meet his kid, you know, and we don't end up with Michael A. What sort of psychological damage am I doing to everybody? You know, if I once I start meeting kids and you know this could be your new mommy situation, you know, that's if she if she goes to the hometown with Michael A., she better be pretty darn interested in him because that's that's you're, you're getting into some quicksand there. So be careful, Michael A.,
1: I, I've also Katie. I've also heard oh. that the season didn't like film as long as typical seasons. It ended early. So I think that we don't have a typical ending this season that we normally have. So I'm I'm curious to see what happens. But I think it involves like some self-eliminations and Katie freaking out. Um but it looks like we've got a good season ahead of us.
0: Okay. Well, can I can I give you some fatherly advice uh, while I've got you?
1: Please do. All
0: right. Well, a few a few. There were some some good things that I saw during the show. I'm not a big fan of Caitlin, but she when she was talking about her relationship with Mr. Business Bro, uh, she talked about starting off as friends and then it turned into more. So I think that's a great foundation for a relationship. So. Think about that, young lady and listeners out there. Um, I I liked what Trey said as he left, where he said, "I learned a lot. I might have gotten hurt, but it's been a beautiful journey." If you this is this is the dad advice. If you don't take chances, you're going to miss out. Sometimes you might get hurt, but it's okay to take chances. Uh, going back to uh, the great debate roast, you know if. You don't have anything nice to say about somebody, don't say anything. It's only going to get you in trouble. Don't be the person throwing the shade out there.
1: Dude, It's a roast. That's um, what you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, well, all the people that did the serious roasting have left the building. So uh, learn something there. Uh, Katie saying that you need to love your family every single day. So... You know, you need to be nice to your father so that someday he'll walk you down the aisle and maybe pay for your wedding. So be thinking about uh, being nice to your family there. You know, and last piece of dad advice, go out and watch Say Anything with John Cusack immediately. And very important that you do this. So that's uh, my last piece of dad advice.
1: Oh, well, that was a lot of advice. Um, Maybe I'll retain some of it. We'll see. But... I think that's all we have for this week. So join us next time to hear more about Katie's season from the right perspective and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts,